This is Clarksville Now's Your Week, Your News for the week of April 30th. Hey, Katie. Hey, Chris. Wow, it's been kind of a crazy week, hasn't it? It has. And it's crazier that Ryan isn't the one doing that introduction. I know. You know? We don't have our comic relief this week. I know. I know. We're going to have to find a way to be funny. I don't know. It'll be hard with Ryan gone. (laughs) He is out there being a good dad. He's got one of his kids graduating. Yeah, how so. proud is that? Now, his oldest, isn't she graduating yeah. college? Yeah, she's graduating from college. So now, it, where'd she go to school at? Oh, Asimo South? No, up in Illinois, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Illinois. Okay. And I'm blanking on the name. You know, it seemed like just yesterday that she was in here talking to us about graduating high school because she went to that high school where you traveled around the world yeah yeah and now that time flies doesn't it when yeah. people say you get older time flies they weren't kidding yeah well i've i've known ava since she was a, a little girl in the nursery at our church and um our kids kind of oh. grew up together so oh. yeah to see her graduating from college and getting out and doing professional stuff is kind of wild yeah and, and you know you know i know we're going to talk a lot about school here today but it seems like just yesterday school was starting and here we are School ending in like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I can't keep up. Well, we have, a, like you said, a lot of school stuff going on. And unfortunately, the one of the big school things that's been going on this week has been these um, uh, hoaxes involving uh, people with guns in schools. And it wasn't um, just, wasn't it multiple schools that people were... Yeah, calling these nine one one hoax. It's odd, and it, I think it may just be a bit of a coincidence that the first incident was at Rossview Elementary School. An elementary school student claimed that um, they saw a man with a gun inside the school, um, and so they and the administrators investigated it, and they couldn't find any evidence of any person in the school with a gun. They reviewed video footage and found no evidence to corroborate what the kid had said. And it turned out the kid had made it up. Now, Well, elementary kids uh, do elementary have big kid. imaginations. Yeah, who knows? But it's sad that our kids nowadays have to even think about that or worry about that or even know that's a thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. we didn't growing up. Right. I, mean, I never, an elementary student, never thought about, you know, whether there was someone in my school with a gun. I was more worried about the boogeyman under my bed. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Bless him. Yeah, I was actually reading a, um, a report this morning that uh, kids are, there's some uh, scientists or psychologists who are saying that kids are kind of being traumatized by all these lockdown drills that we're doing, that we actually may be causing kids more psychological harm than good by having this constant uh, barrage of lockdown drills. Some states require four lockdown drills a year. Well, it does cause and some anxiety. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, I mean, because you're doing a lockdown drill in case someone's going to come into your school and shoot, which I know they're necessary. Mm-hmm. I mean, we had, you know, fire drills and all that growing up. But, I mean, it's, you know, it's a little scary knowing that you're having to do a drill in case somebody decides they want to come in and shoot you. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of ang- that's a lot for young kids to digest. Yeah, yeah, they're supposed to think school is a safe place to be, right? But they're constantly being barraged with "what if, what if, what if," and that's yeah, that that doesn't really make school safe. No. You know? So funny story. This has nothing to do with shooting, but we practice fire drills at our house, right? Mm-hmm. And so you know, well, if the alarm goes off, how do you get out of the house? My youngest son no longer has a screen in his bedroom window because one day he decided he was going to practice all on his own and kick out his screen and figure out how to get out. And his <laughs> his room's like kind of sev- second story. And I'm like, well, what happened to your screen? Well, I was practicing my fire drill, Mom. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, great. So, yeah, yeah it's always something. Well, I, I lost the screen for a different reason. My um, 
uh, teenage children decided they wanted to go out on the roof when they were having a sleepover and removed oh. the what? screen from the screen window. And they never like, go back in the way they came out. No. Not in one piece. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, so that was uh, day one of the sort of two-day ordeal that we went through at the Rossview campus. Um, the next day, um, somebody called 911 and claimed that four students had been shot in one of the um, classrooms at Rossview High School. Right. Um, which really freaked everybody out. Um, there were parents coming out of the woodwork going to the high school that day, weren't there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was that was really scary. The um, Now, it turned out, though, that it was not um, somebody – you know, inside the school, and it wasn't even somebody local who made the 911 call. It turned out it was somebody from uh, somewhere else, who, you know, Nebraska or China or Russia or. Were they just we calling different know. schools around the country? Calling schools all over the country. I think there were. F- I think there were four in Tennessee, and there were some like in Alabama. Oh, lucky, lucky Rossview! They got the luck of the draw mm-hmm. two days in a row. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So um, the FBI, the TBI, and um, our, all, all local agencies and the schools that were affected um, are all investigating to find out what happened and, you know, and where the cell phone call came from. Now, I noticed this morning that there was extra police patrol at all the schools. What's all that about? I think just to uh, you know, make sure there's nothing you know, going on. No copycat on, stuff you happening. Mm-hmm. You get, I mean, people get riled up. It's weird for for me as a journalist, we kind of have this um this thing about when do we report on something like this? It used to be when I was over at the newspaper, an incident like this, we might not even report it at all um, because you know we didn't have a whole lot of other um, there wasn't a lot of other competition to to report this kind of thing. So we would just ignore it because you don't want to create a copycat mm-hmm. and you don't want to scare the community. But anymore with social media, the slightest word gets out and everybody starts freaking out about it. And you well, know, now you're competing with social media, not, not and it's not about being the first to get the word out, but getting the truth out. Getting the truth out, yeah. I mean, yeah, because you see this stuff go crazy online, and it's like, well, how can we find out what's really going on? Well, I mean, we go to Clarksville now. We're going to tell you exactly what the authorities are saying. And anything mm-hmm. beyond that is probably just a rumor that somebody you, has yeah. misunderstood. And is you start reading through those Facebook text chains, and uh, mm-hmm. there was a lot of speculation. A lot, and, and some people read that and they think that's news. That's not news. That's yeah. that's Facebook. And speculation can very quickly turn into a uh, basically a rumor, and people think it's true, and mm-hmm. you know, too often it's not. But um, the uh, school system has been very serious about this, and um, they have talk to us about like what can we do to make sure the kids know and parents know that if you call 911 and say that there's a gun when there's not a gun you're going to be expelled and you may face criminal charges mm-hmm. um, and it happens to seven kids in 2021 um, it is a very serious thing so parents make sure your kids know you don't want to be facing criminal charges when you're a teenager you know, yes. and you don't want to be expelled and lose contact with all your friends for the rest of the year just because you thought it was funny to. Well, and that includes gun, you know? bringing a BB gun to school or mm-hmm. any school functions. Period. Even yeah. if it's after school, anything on campus, no BB guns, no pellet guns, because that's. I mean, some kids just do that to be cool. I'm bringing my pellet gun. Look at my new pellet gun. Well, guess what? Yeah, it's a gun. Is a gun. Is a gun in the eyes of the school, and not just during school hours, during after school activities, games, all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're right. Just it, it's it's a it's black and white. 
there should be no weapons allowed on any school property, period. Right, and right. make sure your kids know it's not funny. Yeah. Um, so the uh, now it's kind of odd that the day before that initial incident, the county commission heard a proposal from a um, the sheriff's office about a technology called Evolve Express, which uh-huh. is a weapons detection system that they are want the the sheriff's office is wanting to install um, at one of the schools as a test program mm-hmm. to see how this would work and whether it would work for our schools. Um, somebody commented on social media, well, this is convenient that they brought this up the same week that we had these shoot, but it actually happened before. It's been in the works for a few weeks. Yeah. yeah I've heard them know. talking about it. So is that something like a metal detector on steroids type situation? Kind of. Um, have you been to like a show at, um, the Grand Ole Opry mm-hmm. or a Titans game? Yep. Those white pillar like things that you walk through. Okay. Yeah. That's what this is. Okay. I was wondering if it was something to walk in, if they were going to be able to scan people's cars. Yeah. So, you know, with a traditional metal detector, like you have a, you know, BNA, the airport, you have to, you know, put your bag on a conveyor belt and then you have to walk through the metal detector and hold your hands up. And Mm -hmm. and then you might have somebody with a wand who has to check you. Mm -hmm. You have to do all these things to check for every little piece of metal that may be on you. With this technology, I hesitate to describe it as like a, a low scale MRI, but basically it's able to check for unusual shapes and okay. things that you may be carrying. Um, and if it, it, if it picks up on anything that looks like a weapon, that's when they might, you know, pull you aside or say, Hey, well, you I, I'm show curious. Us what's in your backpack? I'm curious. So they install these and I, I, I'm all for it, mm-hmm. but you know, obviously you're going to, there's certain times of the day when all the students are coming in that is there going to be someone there as they're mm-hmm. coming in? Like, but you know, if it's you know two o'clock in the afternoon and someone comes in, who's going to be in charge of going stop? Yeah, you got yeah. something suspicious on you. Is it is it an SRO? It, I mean, how how are they going to do that if hmm. those aren't manned? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, they are going to be manned when students are coming in, mm-hmm. um, and at least to start, the plan is to have an SRO. Uh, be there to man okay. the, the device and the machine. And so they'll just be monitoring it as students walk through. And the students shouldn't have to slow down. That's the thing is they don't want traditional metal detectors because of the expense. Also, like, you know, I wear a, a belt that all the belt buckle always mm-hmm. makes a, a, a metal watch. detector go off. Yeah. Yeah. And so every time I go to a city meeting or a county meeting, I have to stop and hold up my um, jacket and they have to wand mm-hmm. me. Um but this, um, it just detects shapes. So you can put 20 kids through this at the same time, and it'll alert you if there's something unusual. So also... But you're right. Um, so who would monitor it like... During the day, yeah. If, you know, 11 o'clock, if Susie's mom needs to come talk to her about something and needs to come in the school. And also, and also in the mornings, they're going in one door. But when I go to visit, I go in the office. It's a whole mm-hmm. other entrance that I'm using as compared to students. Yeah, I don't know if they've worked that out. Well, um, that that may be something that they've, uh, to, you know, a problem mm-hmm. they'll they'll deal with as they they'll come figure up with it out. Yeah. And two, I'm sure now that I mean now I'm sure that the students all don't enter the exact same door. They're mm-hmm. going to have to figure that out, or that's going to get quite expensive to put them on every single door. Which eventually, I mean, if it saves our kids' lives, so be it. Mm-hmm. I'm all for it if it saves our kids' lives. And a lot of people may not feel that way because it does come out of our you know budgets, but. Mm-hmm. You get on the backside of a tragedy, you'll wish you had it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, one commissioner said, well, you can't put a price on kids' lives. And as soon as I read that, I thought, well, 
what if these things cost a million dollars per school? I think we probably can put a price because yeah. I don't think everybody wants their taxes going up $500 a year, mm-hmm. you know, so th- there are limits to how much, you know, we can responsibly um, afford to pay for a system like this, but it looks like it is a worthwhile investment. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll find out. Now, when did they approved it? So would it be implemented for the next school year? Well, I don't know that it's, it hasn't been approved yet per okay. se. This was at the informal meeting. So at the next meeting, they will um, approve it. But it, they, it has pretty overwhelming support. So it probably will be approved. Mm-hmm. So this is just the pilot. They're going to get one system and install it. Um, they're looking at Northwest High. Okay. Uh, the reason being Northwest is the only high school that has only one student entrance. All okay. the other high schools have like Multiple. two student entrances. That makes sense. So they want to try it there and see how it goes. And then depending on how that test goes, they may try it at a place that has two entrances mm-hmm. or, or something like that. So it, it's, it is like for these students that bring in weapons of any type, it's like automatic. You're out. Mm-hmm. There's no fans or best. You go to alternative school at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I was talking to one of the reporters about this and it occurred to me We've had incidents where, you know, a gun was found in a locker. And my instinctive thought now is, how the heck did a gun get in a school? But, you know, if, you put if it in there's your backpack, not yeah. this technology, well, yeah, a gun mm-hmm. can end up in a school pretty easily. Yeah. So. It could end up in your backpack. I mean, it could end up in your pocket. There's mm-hmm. nobody that's actually checking that stuff. Yeah. And, you know, and I've heard incidences where, you know, maybe something got left in someone's car. Maybe a kid went hunting that weekend and mm-hmm. forgot and left a shotgun in his car, a knife, and then that gets found. Those those are accidents. Those things happen. But, you know, in there's no there's no gray area in this situation. I don't believe that every kid that leaves a gun in his car because he went deer hunting this weekend, I think that is an accident. But you've got to draw the line somewhere. Mm-hmm. You just have to in this situation. yeah. yeah. So, well, the other thing that um that came out in all this is it doesn't it, you can program it to also search for other things that you don't want okay. in the school. So, for example, vape pens. Oh, it can detect vapes. Yeah. So that'll bring a pretty quick stop to the problem of kids vaping in schools. Well, I think there's kids from what I hear, there's kids doing more than just vaping in school these mm-hmm. days. It's crazy. Yeah. It's not like when we were in school. Well, there was that whole song "Smoking in the Boys' Room." There really was. Wasn't yeah. there? <laughs> Good point. There is a lot of smoking going on. <laughs> you know what, Chris? When I was in high school, there was a smoking section. Yeah. yeah. Was there when you were in high school? Um, I was in high school in the late 80s, graduated in 87. And 88 there was, for me. There was a smoke. The teachers had a smoking lounge, which, uh-huh. you, you know, smoke poured out of that thing right. all day long. And then across the street from the school, there was a smoking corner. And that's where all the kids were allowed to go smoke. Now, this was on campus, but you, like, you but on out, campus? out in the middle of like the breezeway where everybody ate lunch. There was just like a little smoking section. And that's where the kids went to smoke. Wow. I know. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how times yeah. have changed? Yeah. And we came now. to school with, you know, boys came to school with guns in the back of their windows where they'd been hunting all weekend and stuff. Now, that was Arkansas, though. That right? was Arkansas. Yeah, that see, was I was Arkansas. in New Jersey. It was a little hey, bit different. Hey, speaking of Arkansas, I was thinking about this story when we were talking about it because I came here from Jonesboro, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And um, I actually worked in radio there when the West Side shooting happened. And I lived across the street from the grandfather's house where the, those two boys stole those guns. Oh, wow. So I do remember, you know, and there were several children and teachers that were shot in that situation. And it was two boys that just hid in the woods with their grandfather's hunting gun, you know, just picking off kids. Gosh. And I can remember just everyone. I mean, it's devastating 
But even if you didn't know anyone, it's just devastating to a community to know that something like that would happen in your backyard, in your community. But it's it's tragic. Mm -hmm. And so I am sure that every one of those parents that lost someone in all these shootings would go, yeah, I wish we would have bought that equipment. Mm -hmm. You know, so, uh, yeah. So I've been through that type of situation before, and it's not, it's sad, sad, yeah, sad, sad situation. Yeah. I think we give us a lot of peace of mind. And in, in a situation like this, you know, when that 911 call came out uh, at Rossview the other day that, um, that four people had been shot, there were already two SROs inside the school just as part of their normal jobs. And they were like, nobody's been shot in the schools, but they still responded and still, you know, went and checked the school and, and did their full response like they normally would. But, you know, in some ways, we're ahead of the curve on some stuff like that. We already have SROs mm-hmm. in our schools. Years ago, we got rid of the ability of people just to walk in the school and right. wander the hallways. Now you have to go through mm-hmm. an office, you know. So we've already done a lot of the things that um, the Governor Bill Lee has talked about when it comes to hardening the schools um, against this kind of stuff. Um, so, but this would definitely give us some assurance that, well, how in the heck did a gun get in the school because it got passed? Now, I don't know if there's any truth to this, and you're going to kill me for saying that because, you know, it's, you know, this is a reporting show, but it's such good news and positive that I thought I'd say it anyway. So, and I don't know why Aiden knows this, but this morning he was telling me that it took the police department two minutes to get there and that we should be proud that they responded so quickly. I don't know if there's any truth to it, but if yeah, there is, that is, good. That was in one of our articles. Yeah, that, um, okay. Maybe that's where you got um, it. Sergeant Ferguson, uh-huh. I think I'm getting the name right, was um, the first CPD officer. Two minutes is pretty school, unbelievable. Two minutes after the call out. Mm-hmm. And I think SROs were already inside the building. Right. But, you know, in comparison to some other incidents that we've heard about across the nation right. where it took, Valley, officers, it took 45 minutes. Yeah. But yeah, no, kudos our to officers him. stormed right in two minutes after the two call. Two minutes, so. yeah. Oh, well, I'm glad to know that's true. Yeah. I was like, ah, Chris is going to kill me if it's not. But <laughs> two minutes is pretty, yeah. that's spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Good job. MC, Good job, Clarksville Police PD Department. Response. Yeah. Yeah. Kudos to them. Um, so on a little bit uh, lighter news, the um, we are looking at um, next week. Everybody's been talking. When are we going to get parking downtown? When are we going to get parking downtown? Um, next week, they are going to start closing off streets to oh, great. and closing off parking. Well, not streets, but parking areas um, so they can cons- build this uh, parking garage for the city. Is this going to be the parking garage behind the Roxy or the one next to the mayor's office? This is going to be the one behind the Roxy. Okay. Um, if you, you know, it's, it's next to and behind the Roxy, they're going to close off that lot, mm-hmm. um, which is, you know, a lot of people don't use that lot anyway, because yeah. there are bricks literally falling off of the sides of the Roxy building. Oh gosh. So yeah. you don't want to be too near that, uh, anytime, I but, didn't um, that. so behind and next to the Roxy where they're going to be building the performing arts center. Do we know how many, uh, parking decks there's going to be on this one? I believe eight. Oh, that's pretty good. So it actually may be be above the height of the Franklin street buildings. Yeah, it will be if it's eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, um, so it'll be behind and next to the Roxy, that lot will be closed. Which the the police department use that a lot. uh, Well, it's the other, the other, so there's two lots. There's the Roxy lot, which is kind of an L shape. Okay. And then further behind the Roxy kind of next across from the jail across from the 911 center and next to the Cumberland garage. Yep. That's actually where the parking garage is going to be constructed. Okay. So it'll be like almost like the Cumberland garage is just extending um out to First Street. And there are a lot of police cars that do park yeah, in that. They use yeah. that. Yeah, and sh- sheriffs and um and, and some police um because it is right across from the jail. 
but that um that'll basically extend the Cumberland Garage in some ways, you know, all the way out that mm-hmm. area. So And that's a good location because you're really depending on where you're going, even at F and M Bank Arena, you're gonna be three blocks from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so it's two and a half blocks away. How long do they expect construction to last on that? Uh, let's see. The construction it's gonna be five hundred and eighty seven spaces. Okay. Um and it's going to Construction. Uh, they expect it to be complete in late summer 2024. Oh, that's not too. F- that's a year. Yeah, yeah. And huh. um, the uh, other thing about it is this is not. You know, we just want to make sure everybody is really clear. This is one of two parking garages that are being built. Mm-hmm. So this is the city garage, city of Clarksville garage, that's being built next to the Cumberland parking garage across from the jail, back behind the Roxy. The other parking garage is going to be next to F and M Bank Arena. That mm-hmm. one is that's a parking lot where Riverview Inn is now, right? R- yeah, it'll be in between Riverview Inn, okay. and the F and M Bank Arena. Mm-hmm. And that one's going to be seven hundred and twenty-four spaces, um, and it'll so it'll be right next to the Riverview Square development. Have they said when they're going to start that one? Um, that one got delayed because of some foundation issues. Oh, I can see that. But I think the plan was to try to have it open. Um, over the winter of 2023, so okay. so this winter, but I think it's probably been pushed back. Yeah, there's no way they because, could get that done. Yeah, seems uh-huh. like they would have to already have construction started before that to be mm-hmm. done by then. So I would bet early 2024 that one will be ready. Do we know when? I know. Do we know when the hands are going to start their retail? hotel space there yeah i think i would bet that they're going to that's going to be built in tandem with or close to along the same timeline as the parking garage because it's all on the same site Mm -hmm. so kind of to build one thing and then build another i I would bet that it's going to be in tandem but i don't think they've specified because you know the county is building the garage and then of course private developers are building Mm -hmm. riverview square so they're probably trying to so there'll be a temporary pain when the fnm bank arena first opens Mm -hmm. Until we can get these parking garages built. I mean, because right. I know they're having a three-on-three event in August, mm-hmm. hockey event. And I know that they're, they haven't announced acts, but they keep hinting that there's some announcements mm-hmm. coming up. So Yeah. and But APSU has opened their lots. Uh, that'll be paid lots. You know, mm-hmm. um, so it's near the arena. But I'm telling you, people, go to the Cumberland Garage. It is usually empty on weekend nights or on weekends and at nights. Uh-huh. Um, people just aren't aware that it's there or maybe they just don't know how to use parking garages or aren't aware that they can go in there and park for free. But, you know, if you're um, wanting to go to a weekend event, um, there's plenty of parking in the Cumberland Garage. And it's only like three blocks away from the FNM Bank Arena. I usually park on the hill next to the Roxy and mm-hmm. just put on my emergency brake because nobody seems to park there either. Because yeah. it's not a main. Now they're going to now that they hear this, though. Don't be taking my parking <laughs> spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, so that's that's exciting. We're soon going to have a lot more parking downtown, so people get used to using garages. Well, get, we're going to be spending a lot more time downtown. There's so much going on down yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, just even beyond um, what's happening with FN and Bank Arena and the um, uh, incoming Performing Arts Center. I mean, heck, we've got a wine bar now. We've got it's pretty nice. A record shop. We've mm-hmm. got a bookshop. We got multiple restaurants. There's that little um, Italian sandwich shop down there. I love yeah, that place. Finelli's. Finelli's. I love that yeah. place. And if you haven't uh, gone to Nicoletta's to get bagels on a Saturday morning, you got to go quick on a Saturday morning because they sell them until they sell out and then they close. Yes. But those are some incredible bagels. I have heard. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm trying to lose weight so Nicoletta's bagels don't help. But <laughs> when he brings me some in a few weeks, because he's going to come do a podcast with us, I'll enjoy every bite of those things. Yeah. Um, so what else we got going on this week? We've uh, mm. we've got a story, and um, as we record this podcast, it hasn't published yet, but I can give you a sneak preview, Katie. Um, uh-huh. We're doing a story about uh, plants and the horrible I freeze that we've that, had. I read that, and I am so glad to hear that because mm-hmm. I have so many dead plants. Look, behind you, all ours oh, are dead. It's, it's all over the place. Yeah, and um, so uh, Lee Irwin interviewed uh, the extension agents, Carla Gargas, a UT extension agent from Montgomery County, and um, she basically kind of broke down what happened. Yeah. In case people have forgotten or don't realize why, mm-hmm. why this year, you know, we did have several freezes. The pro- what's particularly happened that was the big problem was that the temperature dropped 40 to 50 degrees in a 24-hour period. I remember that. It was right around Christmas. Right around Christmas weekend. And so that normally, you know, the temperature gradually declines uh-huh. and plants have time to get used to it. But what happened is it happened so fast that the plants were, I guess, just still kind of wide open. Yeah, because they didn't hadn't started closing down, uh, going dormant yet. So th- when it froze that quickly, their cell structure was basically still it really froze. open, it and froze. they froze. Yeah. Um, and so they didn't have time to do what they normally mm-hmm. would do. And then they haven't had time to recover um, because you know we've had dry air after that. We've had, we had hardly any rain. Yeah, and um, so a lot of plants that have been around for decades are suddenly gone. Well, between the windstorms and the freezing and the drought, a lot of plants are suffering. I, when we had those windstorms, I saw trees toppled over that I thought there was no way in the world that anything could push them over. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I personally had several bushes that that are dead, mm-hmm. and that you you said some in the article about like not pulling them up yet, given, but I pulled up several of mine already. Yeah, and that's the thing, and um, and I guess it depends on what the plant is. Uh-huh. You know, Mizellias are toast. I mean, if it's you know. A rose bush or an azalea that your great grandmama planted, you might not want to pull that up. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. give it some time. I've noticed we've got some azaleas at our house that they're starting just, they're trying so hard to come back. But the problem is they're really leggy. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know if I want to deal with a leggy plant for the next two, three years, you know? So can you cut them? Like, you know, when I pull mine up, I mean, we just really put the jeep winch to it and pulled roots and it all up can you just cut them off at the base because maybe the roots are I think still that good depends on the plant because i mean i know a lot of the plants that i have a dead i can go just snap it like mm. they're dead yeah um and so she advises you know cutting off the dead stuff okay um but so if you've got a plant that you really want to recover cut off the dead stuff now i went out to um went driving around to take photos of plants and one of the things i saw was um there's this plants or set of plants like six of them and all of them were dead, but there was one of them that had this this bloom of roses. I think it was a knockout rose bush yeah, or something. I have some had of those. a bloom of yeah. stuff like right down in the middle. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, if somebody will cut away all those uh, dead branches, that one will probably make. That's it. That's what I, I have a ton of knockout roses, and um, last year one died, and I just literally cut that thing off, and it's it's coming back. It's about a foot tall mm-hmm. already this year. Those things mm-hmm. are you can't hard, those are hard to kill. Mm-hmm. Those things. So, but then my mm-hmm. zellias didn't fare so well. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a matter of what you want to, but um, uh, Carla advised, you know, maybe giving it some time. If you've got a plant that you don't want to have to replace, um, give it a few more weeks, wait till the weather gets warm, uh, and warmer, see. and um, see if it makes it. Because they, they're not they're not down and out yet. Don't count them out yet if you're wanting to hang on to your, uh, your, your plants. I love that you guys investigated that because 
that's something that everybody's thinking about right now when they're mm-hmm. out mulching their yards and like and finally coming out realizing, wait a minute, I, I thought you were just dead for the winter, but no, you might really be dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. We have ivy on the side of our house. And I thought surely it was toast, mm-hmm. but it's all come back. You know, I had a bunch of neighbors who cut their ivy off of their houses and stuff, but we, I, I just frankly was lazy. I hadn't gotten to it yet, mm-hmm. and it's pretty well recovered. Well, too, if you notice a lot of these Leland cypress around here mm-hmm. turned like kind of a copper color, yeah, and they stay green. Mine are starting to green back up now, yeah. but I think it was from the cold and drought as well. But they're starting to green back up, so I was like, thank goodness to that. Yeah. Good so, article. I'm excited to read that yeah, one. Yeah, I'm uh, not excited. Enjoy to read. all my all my uh, great photos of all the plants that I saw. All the dead plants. Back into work today. <laughs> I can send you some. I'm not excited about the article you have coming up about Tuesday morning closing because I love Tuesday. Morning. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. This is really sad. Tuesday morning nationwide is closing all of their stores, um, including the location on Madison Street. So if you have some Tuesday morning gift cards. Or, uh, you know, some return receipt things you know, from return merchandise. Get mm-hmm. in there quick and get what you want to get because they're having a, you know, a going out of business sale. And they're also... Um, when is it going out of business sale? It. Um, the, it's already started. Okay. Going out of business sale has already started. And then their last day uh, for the stores nationwide is going to be Saturday, May 13. It's when they're going to close. I'm going to go in there then. I, lo- I was there Saturday. Really? I, I love that store. Every yeah. time, I mean, like for home decor sheets, it's just they've they've got so many different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna go see if I can find some bargains. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I had not really done a lot of shopping on Tuesday morning. I went a couple of times, and I was really surprised at like the weird array of all kinds yeah. of stuff that they had. Yeah, I have several things from there: rugs, uh, some uh, chairs, mm-hmm. dishes. I mean, and it's kind of a place I like to go to and shop for like Christmas gifts because you can find nicer stuff that are overstocks or whatever and. Mm-hmm. Wine glasses, good wine glasses, candles, luggage, everything. Yeah. Dog yeah. stuff. Yeah. Well, check it out. See what they have left. Yeah. <laughs> there were a lot of people there who had already uh, found out about it when I went to get some photos okay. there. Okay. We'll have to so, go. Yeah. yeah it's, it was kind of empty when I was in there on Saturday, but I didn't realize that it was going out of business. So. Yeah. Just too much competition, like with that TJ Maxx Home Goods. I mean, mm-hmm. they're killing it right now. Yeah. yeah. Same type stuff. And they don't have um, an online presence uh, Tuesday morning. So exactly. that's part of their nationwide problem. Well, and they've been in the same location for years mm-hmm. and where they're at. I like where they're at, but they're not on the beaten path of shopping and retail. Mm-hmm. And because they've been in the same location for years, that years ago was probably a great location. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Back and, when the movie theater was there yeah. and you know and all that. Um, you know, and it's funny because this when this really made me mad was when um, Borders in Clarksville closed. Um, but you know, there's so often a store in Clarksville will be going gangbusters mm-hmm. and be really profitable. And, you know, people are there all the time and they, you know, do really well, but the national chain will have problems. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with borders. I mean, borders was hopping. Every- Wasn't that kind of what happened like with goodies? Goodies here was doing great, but not everywhere else. Yeah. You yeah. know? And so I hate that when it's a chain like that and we lose mm-hmm. it and it's like, wait a minute, that was our bookstore, you know? Mm-hmm. But, um, are there so, what bookstores do they have in Clarksville now? Uh, uh, Books Aust- a Million is, is the main Austin P has chain. a bookstore. Yeah, yeah. Austin P has a Barnes and Noble, which I yep. have not been to yet. I need to check I that out. I have not either. It's kind of like the one at Vanderbilt. It looks cute from the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, and then of, of course we have Hudabom downtown, which is um, uh, that's used books, right? Uh, used and new. Okay. Used and new books. I like and, to find um, some Mark Twain books. I like Mark Twain. They have a lot of classics in there. Last do they? Time I was there. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to go in there and look. Yeah. Um, Books a Million is still really well used. Um, and, uh, I, you know, I, 
I'm blanking on the name of it. There is, or at least was, another large bookstore up on a Fort Campbell Boulevard. Well, but I'm blanking on the name. These bookstores closing that you love is a perfect explanation of what happens when you get an Amazon or a big box store mm-hmm. that comes along and just shuts down all the mom and pop stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now you kind of get boutique mom and pop, like mm-hmm. Huda Bomb, you know, where, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, you can go online and buy books, but it's kind of cool to browse through a bookstore and support local businesses and local families who are doing stuff like that. I was Same thing with a record shop and vinyl. I was a huge Amazon shopper until recently, and um, I got banned because my dogs are crazy. And so I kind of started figuring out how to do things back the way I used to do it, and I love it. I'm like, why did – I mean, the convenience is nice, but just the shopping local and, you know, finding different ways to get what you need. I'm like, "Mm, I don't really need Amazon. How – your dogs are crazy, so you got banned from Amazon? I have two That's, blue That sounds like a story. Well, yes, yes. <laughs> the Amazon drivers do not want to come up my oh, yard. Oh, that's Because right. I have two healers and a German Shepherd, and my one of my healers likes to herd people. Mm, yeah. So. And you can't really expect an Amazon driver to understand that he's just being herded. He's, he's not going to get bitten. He's a puppy. He's, well, I, I, yes, they don't know. So I, I, it's okay. I, it's, I, it's a behavioral issue I have to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I had to take my Amazon box and put it at the bottom of the hill so Amazon doesn't have to come up my driveway. Oh. So that way they don't have to worry about it. But Oh, I didn't know you could do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, you could just put in the delivery instructions where you want them to leave it. Okay. And that way they don't even have to come through the underground fence. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, truth be told, uh, that's what I told them when they called and told me that. And I said, well, is that why you left packages at my son's treehouse? <laughs> you know, you just because they've got all these contractors now, and, and I get it. I mean, as a business, I mean, they have to worry about the safety of their employees. I get it. Yeah. So we don't let dogs come in our building for that reason, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. yes, I have found new ways to shop because I'm a, I got banned for a bit <laughs> <laughs> recently. Well, I mean, it turns you around to looking at local buying. I was kind of fun trying often. to yeah. figure it out. Yeah, 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 and get back out there, and because you know you. You think you're saving money by just delivery, but you're not because it's so right. easy to go click. Yeah. I mean, just, just think about the costs associated with somebody driving all that stuff to your house. I mean, and, that's, and it made me go, do I really need that? Because now I have to drive and get it. So how bad do I really need it? Mm-hmm. You know, do I really need that shoe rack that I want to store water bottles on in the pantry? Probably not. Mm-hmm. But when it's on Amazon, it's just like, click. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. So. So the other thing that we have going on right now is proms. Oh. We have proms happening. Um, all the, uh, in fact, this weekend, um, there's going to be Clarksville High and Kenwood High and West Creek High are all having their proms. So we Where are, are they having proms at now? Um, you're going to have to, you asked me that and I'm going to have to remember. Um, Wilma Rudolph, <laughs> I think Ruby Cora did have one too. Uh, yeah, and um, West Creek High is having theirs up in Hopkinsville at the Bruce Center. Okay. Do you um, know, do, I don't know the answer to this, but, you know, do they have to do that big ask Thing, like when you ask a girl to prom, you have to do a big show like a lot of these kids do. I don't know. I would imagine so. Yeah. I imagine there's some of that still going on. What happened on. to like when we were in school, you just, you know, I was talking to Jason uh, Rius about this the other day and I'm like, he goes like, you know, when I was in school, I had like three people. If she says no, I'll ask her. If she says, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't have to do this big. Will you go to prom with me theater presentation? Yeah. I think probably, you know, Instagram has turned it into a big deal you know whereas it Mm -hmm. used to be just you know fairly relaxed 
That's probably true. Everything's yeah. about the show now, isn't it? That's yeah. just a lot of work and pressure on a young man. It is. It's awful. No wonder those kids have anxiety. Yeah, you right. To compare yourself to all these people doing TikTok videos about inviting people to prom. I mean, the worst thing we worried about is what we were wearing and what were the flowers going to look like. Yeah, yeah. So I, I was looking at one of my prom pictures. Of course, it was in 87. It was me and my friend, Laura, and we were looking at the picture. And she said, I did that background decoration. And I said, well, is that why you used a drink umbrella on the shelves as decoration? Because do you remember when you had the old wicker decorations mm-hmm. in the background? Yeah, uh-huh. wick, wicker bookshelves. Yeah, that's what it was. And my mom still has a wicker bookshelf. <laughs> I would never tell her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mom. That's a it wasn't, it wasn't, it was dated in 1988. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, we were laughing at it. It was funny. It was funny. Those were the days. Yeah. But we're, um, we're covering every prom, uh, every major prom, uh, on Clarksville now. Um, if you go to our photos section, you'll see mm-hmm. uh, photo galleries and we are covering it basically like a, uh, Golden Globes red carpet type thing. How where fun. Yeah. We're making sure that we get photos of the dresses and the tuxedos mm-hmm. and, uh, let the kids really show off their styles and fashions. How fun. Do they still do prom king and queen? I am not sure about that. So we don't hang around. Okay. See, you know, kids don't usually want like a 30-year-old photographer hanging around taking photos of them when they're dancing. No, I wouldn't either. <laughs> they don't so, want any adults in there, do they? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, so I'm we 52 don't, we, and don't want a photographer hanging out watching me dance. Yeah, so the way we do it is we um, take photos of them as they're arriving mm-hmm. at school, um, as they're walking up. And um, we do I a lot of them outside. Up. Sometimes they'll, you know, principals are invited us inside, but we just do it sort of as a red carpet thing rather than, um, mm-hmm. and then let them hang, let them do their thing after we leave. You know, I got a red carpet in my office if you need to borrow it. Oh, really? Well, that'd no, be I really fine. do. Yeah, I really do have yeah. one if you want to. Do you roll that out for yourself sometimes? No, we roll it out when we have like (laughs) breakfast for advertisers and new new businesses. We'll roll out the red carpet for them. Yeah. yeah. No, I do not roll the red carpet out in front of my office. I'm going to do that one day now, just to just to give you a giggle. When you feel like you need a little pick me up, when I feel like I need the red carpet for myself. When I'm going to put on a new outfit and come marching in this building in the red carpet. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I know you guys have a lot going on and you do a good job getting us all the information. And I know it's been a tough week with all this 911 and Rossi stuff. Oh, but it's been crazy because you never good... know when it's going to be something actually really serious. Yeah, know? but you're, you've done a good job p- sprinkling in some of the fun, lighthearted stuff like the proms and stuff. Yeah. It, it, we got to have something to pick me up after all that negativity. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you, Chris. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Katie.